Hello and welcome to Critical Line Item. My name's Tom Ravlick. Thank you for joining me for this particular podcast. And today I'm talking to someone who you would assume would be more comfortable playing with uh, an Xbox or a PlayStation or something else, but he spends a lot of his time telling the world about what is going on out there. Um, I'm talking today with the founder and the host of a YouTube news service called Six News, Leo Puglisi. Now, Leo's been doing this for some time and he's becoming an old hand at it. So we're going to have a chat with him about how uh, he came up with the concept and also what the uh, what the audience reception's like and what are the stories that matter to him. Leo, thanks for joining me for this podcast. Ah, great to be here. Now, look, it, people who monitor you on Twitter know what you do. Um, people who visit your Facebook page and YouTube channel know what you do. Some of the people listening to this may not. Can you explain what Six News is first? Yeah, well, we're a completely digital news outlet that's all online. We started as a very small YouTube channel back in 2019, but through the height of the pandemic, we launched accounts on every major social network, got a full team of reporters from across the country and even overseas, and our main commitment is to be independent, to be unbiased, and also just provide a bit of an alternative at a time when trust in the media on both sides of the political spectrum is really at an all-time low, which I think is unfortunate. And, of course, I'd love people uh, to be able to have trust in the media and I want media accountability. But we just thought we'd put us put ourselves out there as a bit of an alternative, start as a bit of a passion project, but we're really serious now and we just launched a, a new website too, 6newsau.com, so it's it's getting really serious and it's it's really good to have such a dedicated team of young journalists like myself working to deliver just completely unbiased news. Now, you've got a series of, uh, you've covered a, a lot of material uh, in recent times, um, but you know, can you take us back to when you first uh, started doing this? Yes. Yeah, so um, was... what, 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 how, how did it, how did it come about? Because you know, what we people are seeing is a very flash professional uh, presentation at quarter to eight on a Sunday evening. How did it start? Yeah, well, it started in March 2019. Uh, I was in year six at the time, and it was just a real combination of a number of interests that was, you know, things like presenting, things like editing on just the basic software, because I'm the one who not only is, you know, in front of the camera, but I'm also behind the camera editing. And uh, also just, you know, writing about things like the news and, you know, all the hot topics. And it was really just local news from the area, kind of uh, about what's going on at school and some typical council stories in uh, Hawthorne, Melbourne. But it uh, really, you know, uh, was nothing too serious, just on YouTube. And then we decided to rebrand it as Six News because originally it was just called HMV, standing for Hawthorne, Melbourne, Victoria, um, like a lot of old TV stations used to do with their call signs. Uh, it was the um, region, the state, uh, the region, the city, the state. Um, yeah. But we uh, just decided to, you know, 
see if we could expand to a bigger audience uh, with it being, you know, on YouTube, anyone can watch. And then the pandemic came and there was never a uh, lack of stories and there still isn't a lack of stories. So there hasn't been a a slow news week, um, you know, since the beginning of 2020, which is quite remarkable. But when you consider everything that happens in a day in 2020, 2021, let alone a week, it's crazy. And it was just like a weekly bulletin. But nowadays, while we still only have one bulletin a week, that doesn't make it a weekly news bulletin. It's still, um, you know, the last 24 hours of news because we've got new ways that we're bringing the news a lot fast and much more up to date. So it's never going to be a, re- a weekly roundup. It's purely the latest news. And of course, if we're not doing bulletins, we've also got, you know, as I've mentioned, 24 7 headlines, 6newsau.com. Well, you've also got your Twitter feed, which you're fairly, uh, fairly active. I suspect that uh, recess and lunchtime at school <laughs> yeah. is when you're on the phone while other people are kicking the footy, am I right? Yeah, well, not all the time. It's all phones a bit banned at public schools, unfortunately. But uh, we, <laughs> well, everything, and this is, uh, I'm hoping some of the people who think I'm on it 24-7 at school are listening to this. Everything on the Six News account during the day, other than breaking news, during school time is scheduled way before school. Uh, a lot of other networks actually use this trick when it's overnight because if you notice, they do it on an hourly basis and that's not coincidence. It's all scheduled. And then, well, I, I'm on outside plenty of uh, times when it's a bit of a slow day, um, but, um, you know, it's when I'm not, you know, outside kicking the footy or just talking. Um, some days, like when we had the Myanmar coup, that was all unfolding at school and I was just on there. I was monitoring the news and I was still talking to friends, but, you know, glancing down at the laptop, just seeing, oh, what's happened there. So it's it's all a very careful operation. But we also have other people in our team, some of them who are not on air, who are monitoring it um, during other hours and even uh, overnight. So we've always got someone on standby, which is very helpful, especially with what was happening in the US. Uh, we know what happened on January 6th and the inauguration. So it's, it's always important important to be focused on 27 news but I can assure you still focused on school so no need to worry about that. The uh, uh, How did you pull the team together to begin with because you said that it started as a local project in and around Hawthorne and um, the locale uh, which is interesting in its own right it's a vibrant area um, but there's a lot that goes on in that space fairly close to the city how did you then assemble the team of people? Because you all you all come across enthusiastic uh, when I watch the program. Yeah, well, you know, um, you said it's a busy area, Hawthorne. I mean, it was the year we started was a federal election and uh, the seat of Kuyong, in which is the Hawthorne seat, that's a big, it was the closest we had still uh, for Frydenberg to go. He's still in, but uh, the election there, next federal election, it's going to be a big fight. So hang on to that. But whenever that election is, no, the team, um, <laughs> our first reporter, uh, he approached us. He watched a few of our videos and he just messaged me on Instagram saying, if you needed any help, that was Jack Hahn. He's actually uh, a reporter at Channel 9 now. So he's gotten a bit of an upgrade in terms of his reporting roles. But uh, uh, he, he was absolutely amazing. Absolutely incredible he's really helped to 
uh, set the foundation of what Six News is today. Um, Darby Travers, who's in Melbourne, he uh, approached us, I believe, after Channel 10 ran a story. Um, uh, Lincoln Holmes did as well. Uh, I've been talking to him on Twitter and, uh, you know, he said, hey, you know, he's been doing some mock reports. You want to do some reporting for us? And he's been here for a while now and he is really uh, good. He's just did some uh, really incredible special reports and got to hand it to him. Um, Jackson Gosnell, uh, he was a uh, part-time freelancer who worked at Ticker TV online, uh, that online streaming network, and I had been featured on them a bit, and we kind of got chatting, and now he's our reporter, so we kind of stole him, but uh, that's all good, and he, he's been such a big help. We could not cover the US without him so it's it's quite incredible what he's been doing and then I'm trying not forget I'm trying not to forget everyone here Connor Afforke he um joined in from Brisbane and he was just our kind of Queensland reporter uh he was incredible stuff he went to the Queensland New South Wales border and interviewed a poor woman who was trying to cross because she's got a terminally ill sister that was his first ever report for us and it was absolutely amazing and then a few months later he went from Queensland reporter to chief reporter when Jack left. And then our newest uh, reporter is Holly Shield. She's in Sydney and she's been doing a great job covering New South Wales politics. And she started when New South Wales had that lockdown on the northern beaches, a big time to start. And um, it's 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 been great having her there. Her last report, which she did only a few days ago, was during the height of the New South Wales floods. And she was practically in the darkness when she was reporting, but she still didn't. It was a great report. So it's an amazing team. And all our real requirements are you have to have some knowledge of the news, you have to be a young journalist, and you have to be passionate about it. Because we don't want, you know, some people who think, oh, um, you know, I want to be a garbage truck driver that's a very random example but you know a garbage truck driver but I'm gonna you know say do this for a couple weeks we want people who are really passionate about the media and really want to get into it and that's all our reporters are and you can see that blatantly with Jack who's now at Channel 9 so it was a bit of a rant there but it's really a good team and uh could not have done it without them. Uh, It's a a very professional operation now it it, when I look at the news, I look at it through today, I look at it through the eyes of someone who um, watches it as a 49-year-old. You're looking at it as a fairly young person. What are the things that you see about the world that, firstly, you like? What are the news stories that um, you see that show the world in the best possible light? Well, it's a bit hard to uh, show the world in a good light sometimes these days. But um, I think with the pandemic, um, you know, I've always loved the human interest stories um, that sometimes we've done, other networks have done plenty of them that show the good of people during incredibly, incredibly tough times and especially just my own experience with the uh, Victoria lockdown uh, for so many months, both of them. Uh, and that recent uh, small one, but it's it's been incredible seeing people you know pulling together to try to help the community um the bushfires as well we were traveling through them during the black summer bushfires we were literally driving into them that was not planned it was a poorly planned family holiday 
but it turned out to be some of the biggest coverage that I've ever done and it was um, incredible seeing not only the devastation but also how communities were able to pull themselves together and, um, you know, come together at such an incredible uh, time and such an incredibly sad time too. And um, even just things like, you know, the, the light stories you see at the end of the news bulletin, you know, on Sunday nights, uh, just, you know, either little kids doing funny things or, you know, just funny stories. And I always try to make sure I include one of them because sometimes, you know, the news can be so dark and especially, again, over those past 12 months. Um, so it's it's always good to have a bit of a lighter story. Sometimes you can't squeeze it in with some news days, including like uh, the US Capitol. We couldn't really find a good light angle on that. But uh, no, it's 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 a tough time to be covering the news. But I think um, it's really important that we do try to get those good news stories in there, and I always try to find them. Well, one of the yeah, I guess having tried to touch on. The lighter side of the world. I think we can probably ask you what are the what are the stories that you've done that have most concerned you. The U.S. Capitol uh, siege. I was watching that unfold live. I think there's some footage that I'm trying to find in the Six News archives, if you want to say that like that. Um, you know, I got up because it was the voting count. It was like four in the morning and, you know, I was just watching a live stream in the background. I was talking to the camera. All this went out live on Instagram and then, you know, I kind of stop and, oh, they've broken into the Capitol and it was just extraordinary. I, I you know, I, I don't think I've done breaking news coverage like that. Um, Donald Trump testing positive. That was another huge moment. Me and, um, uh, Jack were both live for hours for that and I happened to be in a supermarket at the time the story broke and I still went live and talking as there were as my mum picked out items behind me it was a very odd time but um, certainly a very important time and also um, just the um, general uh, unease in the US right now with the uh, trial of Derek Chauvin right now and uh, we were watching the um, Black Lives Matter riots and protests last year and it was just getting worse and, you know, you could see live streams and with everything on fire, it was just extraordinary and I think that was the first time we really decided what kind of, uh, not only that would be unbiased because that was always an important thing from the start, but also we would um, try to focus on stories like that and big breaking news and that's when we began rolling coverage and special bulletins that um, Jack did and it's it's been incredible covering that. And I know that's all about the US, but boy, what a crazy time they've been at. Well, there's uh, also other, other things, things unfolding over the past 12 months as well. Um, you know, from our federal political scene to a range of other things to, you know, the pandemic activity in Victoria where we saw, you know, people switching from social mainstream social media to uh, encrypted apps to, to try and um, uh, organise and uh, protests and other things, you know, to keep one step ahead of law enforcement, which is which is fascinating to watch mm. in real time. That's what we were seeing. Uh, so you've, uh, oh, you've exactly. been uh, All these stories were unfolding on social media. The arrest of the um, 
I believe the mother in police that was captured on that Facebook live stream very early yep. on in that lockdown. Yep. That that all unfolded her. The reason was based off something that happened on social media. It was recorded live on social media. Nothing really happens without social media. The US Capitol, that was all surrounded by social media and the rise of things yep. like Parler and uh, Gab. You know, I've been, you know, watching those sites and uh, also Telegram. And again, as you've been covering, the crackdown on some of this by the more mainstream sites like uh, Facebook and Twitter, seeing things like in real time, Pete Evans going from Facebook to be restricted on Facebook and then going to Telegram and Parler. And it's incredible to watch that in real time and over the space of just a few weeks. It's uh, what you're seeing is what academics have been monitoring as well and publishing papers on, which is a migration from mainstream outlets to outlets that are narrow, sort of narrow casting, you know, the, the very niche-based uh, forums, and that those views are not getting as much airplay elsewhere, but they are, um, funnily enough, in some ways. Uh, they still get airplay because they exist, and then the media picks up and runs with it. So mm. uh, it's kind of it, what do you think about that kind of thing when contentious personalities move off into smaller, into forums that are, that are smaller and less visible, and then the media picks up and, and runs with the story from. Through your eyes, as someone looking at the, the world, um, perhaps a bit differently than older folks, how do you see that? Yeah. Is it good or bad? Well, it's it varies because we always talk about impartiality in the media, and that is, don't get me wrong, that is 100% needed. But when you have things like um, the media covering blatant lies and then you know have having two sides of the story but one of them is a blatant easily debunked lie and then them being either uh, criticized for covering it because i oh, don't give these people airtime or criticized for not covering it because i'll oh, biased media it's it's a no one can win it's a lose-lose situation and you have to be careful because well obviously there are some opposition voices that need to be heard like if we use the vaccine as an example not everyone who is concerned about the vaccine is an anti-vaxxer that's pretty clear it's obviously there are reasons to be concerned plenty of people who are you know pro-vaccines on the left of the political spectrum are saying all that AstraZeneca one I think we need further testing and that's not a bad thing we need a question but when you've got people who are going with the the microchip angle or the um uh the i think uh it was clive palmer who recently released a really old and debunked video of anastasia palaszczuk receiving the flu jab but the jab you know the needle was closed or something like that the cap was still on even though that was debunked that's where you have to not deliberately give that person airtime to say for them to spew again a very easily fact-checkable claim but all the things that should be given airtime is a fact-check of that you have to say no that is not true and that's what we've been trying to do but um it's important for people to cover things like parlor and gap so others who are not on it or want to find out what is going on it can better understand it because it is a confusing platform it is they are both 
really interesting to monitor. But we have to be careful whether to see whether impartiality is being too impartial and you're just going to give both sides their time but not present the facts because you have to present the facts if you want an audience to have trust in you. I think what, you, what you're what you talking about is, you know, the, you know is that you know, facts are sacrosanct. Um, but you don't really get to choose your own facts, but there, there's interpretation that comes out, comes around a, from different sides and different angles that, that, that you need to be cautious about. Now I'm well aware that we're coming up, uh, coming up um, to, to time. So one of the things I did want to ask you about was um, <laughs> this is going to be a this is going to be a fairly active interest of yours in, in the sort of in the short to medium term at the very least. Do you see yourself doing uh, journalism professionally when you? Uh, sort of get out of get out of school and um, look at a career. I do. I I absolutely um, would love. Excuse, hit the mic there. I would absolutely love to you know be in journalism. <laughs> but the the problem with stuff like that is, think about it. In a decade, how, how many journalism jobs are left with all these media cuts? Think of what's going on at Channel 10, they just keep cutting and cutting and cutting, which is really unfortunate. Uh, newspapers keep cutting and cutting, especially in regional areas. So, you know, it's it's concerning whether there will be jobs to take and um, whether you even want to go into that business because as soon as you go to, you know, I can be as impartial as I want right now and I'm still being impartial, but as soon as you go to one network or one paper on an either side on a side that people on one side of the political spectrum might associate with the other side, they're going to label you as that, even though that might not be true. You look at Sky News, Christina uh, Christina Keneally was a host on Sky News, and she's not exactly right wing, is she? Uh, so, it's 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 unfortunate that people do label you that way. So, I I'm hundred percent you know, would love to do journalism, but I'm, you know, I can't exactly say I can confirm any yeah. jobs or uh, openings. And that's why, without getting too ahead of myself, that's why Six News is a registered business name, Six News Australia. It's all, it's all ours. So we, you, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, uh, people, where can people check out Six News uh, if they want to watch it? Where can yeah, well, they find where can they find Leo in his sort of uh, Justice League of young reporters? <laughs> well, uh, YouTube. If you just search Six News Australia, you can find us. Don't forget the Australia part. Six News Australia. That's where all our main videos are. But um, if you're wanting more twenty four seven just rolling updates, I think uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram uh, are probably your best places. Uh, TikTok, another place if you want more viral and happy content. You, you're, you're, t- you're TikToking now, are you? Oh, well, I can't confirm we'd be doing any behind-the-scenes dances, but it's always good to get some you know, more viral-focused content. <laughs> uh, viral focused content. Now, a few of them have had mm, tens of thousands of views, and that's really good. Their algorithm's a whole mess, but that's another thing. Uh, Lit, 
there's an Aussie-owned app called Lit, which is uh, a combination of a great few platforms. You can find us on there too with a first news outlet on there. Um, so if you just search at 6newsau on any of those platforms, you can find us. If you're looking for direct links, so go to our website, 6newsau.com. There are links to every single social media account. You also have top stories. Uh, fact-checking, and also a behind-the-scenes section and an About Us and a Meet the Team. So if you're looking for some more info, it's all there, as well as those links to social media. So plenty of ways to find us now, every major platform, not Gab or Parler yet. Yet. But uh, who, who knows? If we want to be impartial, we've got to reach out to as many people as possible. Leo, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you on Critical Line Item. Uh, we'll, we'll shrink to you, Arm. Um, and uh, good luck to you and the team. And thank you for talking to me. Absolutely. Anytime. Talk soon.